0: Hello, fellow rock stars. Do you wish to start your own podcast and want it to sound like a professional? We have created a 10-day free how to start your podcast course at podcastguru.com Get familiar with the complete process and get ready to rock your podcast. Visit podcastguru.com from the show notes of this episode and record your first episode in 10 days. Rocking Entrepreneur, Episode 16.
1: It's such a glamorous word, entrepreneurship. But when you are actually there in entrepreneurship for six months and at the end of six months, you know that your salary has not reached and then your rental commitments and EMI commitments are on, that nerve will start get shaky after six months.
0: Hello, fellow rock stars. I'm your host, Dushar Sharma from Rocking Entrepreneur podcast, where we chat with Indian entrepreneurs from India and all over the world. And today I'm so excited to have Vivek Bajaj with me. Vivek, are you ready to rock?
1: Yeah, very much.
0: Absolutely amazing. Vivek Bajaj is a chartered accountant, a graduate from IIM Indore and the director of Credit Ventures. He started his career as a commodities research analyst and moved on to create one of the most active financial derivatives trading desk in India with over 200 traders. Now he actively is involved in the financial education and training and focusing on entrepreneurs. So welcome to the show, Vivek. I've given a fellow rocksters a brief introduction about you. So why don't take some time and describe a bit more about your professional and your personal life, please.
1: Thank you. Uh, so, basically, I'm a trader, uh, that's how I started my career and uh, a bit of that is because of my family background, where uh, we have a background of trading in financial markets since last 20-25 years. So I started my career in alongside my academic pursuits as a trader. So in India, derivatives market was launched in 2001 and we were one of the initial people who capitalized on the opportunities which was offered by the derivatives market in India. And I was also trading alongside my education pursuits. In 2003, I went to do my MBA because I realized that if I need to build a sustainable, uh, scalable business enterprise, then an MBA and a holistic understanding of various business pursuits would help me to expand. So, I did my MBA and then I joined uh, J. M. Morgan Stanley Group in Bombay for a certain period of time uh, to get good exposure and experience of running a uh, multi-dimensional enterprise. Uh, I came back in 2006 and I started uh, straight away into commodities trading. And I started building up team of traders who who would be involved with me into trading uh, commodities market. So we took membership of Indian exchanges and we started doing all kind of trading activities in Indian exchanges. In 2008, currency market, um, currency derivative market was started in India and uh, we took membership of that market as well. And by the time my team strength was growing and the new markets were coming into the market, so the overall working was pretty encouraging and I was, because I had this passion for trading myself, I was enjoying my life to the fullest. Now. I thought that it would be a great idea to uh, recruit people and build the trading desk by launching an academy. So 2008, I started an academy called Crane Academy, which, uh, which was basically meant as a backward integration of the trading desk where we, uh, we launched trading oriented programs and we recruited best talent uh, who went through our program and they became part of my trading desk. We we did pretty well for ourselves and from a team of around 10-15 traders in 2006, we went up to as high as 200 traders in 2010. Now, uh, Indian market, as uh, as in case of all businesses in India, since 2009-2010, technology has kind of been a centre force in all the industries in India and so is the case in financial markets. So, two thousand and ten, there was introduction of technology, algorithmic trading, co-location, colocation, etc. in Indian market, and to capitalize on that opportunity, I um, I went a joint, I did a joint venture with team of seven IIT I graduates, and that uh, enterprise was predominantly focused on building technology and quantitative trading strategies to trade Indian market in a black box environment. So that organization is called IRH. And that organization has almost 60 people working based out of Bombay. In the meanwhile, the trading desk in Calcutta, where, where I'm situated, and the academy, which was building new resources for the trading desk, that was doing pretty nice. And we are still continuing uh, as, uh, as a team of around 200 traders actively trading equity, commodity, currency, interest rate, futures, all the listed market in Indian market. Now, 2012 i thought that uh, i've been trading for almost 6 7 years and it would be a uh, it would be a great idea to uh, build up other businesses which are hardcore technology enabled because by the time uh, of, with almost 6 7 years of technology experience i got a pretty good hand of technology so 2010 we established uh, a venture uh, uh, which was meant to only invest and strategically guide entrepreneurs who are interested in the domain of financial technologies and education technologies. So we started uh, identifying good entrepreneurs who would partner with us for both these domains. So we were fortunate to get um, uh, good people, good team who partnered with us uh, as an entrepreneur, as an owner of that business, and we were adding value to the business by our experience and expertise of financial markets and education. So now we have a portfolio of companies which is hardcore involved in financial market through trading activity, training people on financial market through both online classes as well as offline classes, that is through Elon Markets and Crane Academy, and analyzing the financial market in a robotic framework so that a proper, adequate idea generation is is uh, is done and life becomes easier for retail investors slash traders to participate in indian market so for that we develop we have recently developed this tool called stockage which is uh, one of the fastest growing equity research application in indian market so we have almost 70000 downloads as on today in last 3 months with a review of almost uh, 4.7 by or by 1300 people out of 5 so we uh, overall uh, we now want to project ourselves as a financial engagement company which has developed an ecosystem of introducing finance to uh, each segment in society and with this government totally focused on creating a very strong financial inclusion environment in the country through jandhan yojana through the, through the Aadhaar card, through mobile penetration, the whole Jam Trinity, that would be helping a deeper penetration of finance in the remotest part of the country. And we want to be the forefront enterprise which is involved in the financial engagement in our country. So this is you know, the big background and the kind of vision which we carry. And uh, we are definitely on track. The numbers are pretty exciting last two years with a lot of technology adaptation and the tech-oriented people joining our organization and owners and the entrepreneurs or the partners who have kind of trusted us and became part of our incubation center in Calcutta. And we have created some really nice piece. I see coming five years full of excited time. For
0: all of us here, Vivek, you had had such an amazing journey. I, I just love your journey and how you had the various startups. But uh, today I want to focus on elearnmarkets.com. Um, uh, that's that's what I think I I'm highly interested in. Um, first of all, your LinkedIn profile says that Encrant Academy is focusing mostly on Eastern India primarily. Uh, why is that so?
1: Okay, so I, as I said earlier that uh, Crane Academy was started in 2008 as a backward integration of my trading business, where the intention was very clear that we need to build strong team of traders to trade in the market. So that objective was well met till 2010 and then Vineet Patauri, who is the CEO of the Academy and one of my co founder of Eland Markets, he joined me. And we thought that we will take the education business to the next level by expanding aggressively. Now, uh, because we were so focused on only trading oriented courses, the first thing which we did was to expand to overall finance courses and finance includes not just financial markets, but also things like basic equity, basic banking, uh, various investment products, etc., etc. So, for initial few years, we focused on East India because we thought that East India is highly neglected and underserved in, in the domain of financial literacy. So we did extremely good work on being an offline academy and reaching to remotest part of this country, the remotest part of the Eastern India and connecting with school, colleges, government, etc., and imparting relevant knowledge on finance to society in large. Because, you know, East India is itself huge, and the task is quite high in terms of reaching to each and every segment of society. So we did this, apart from that, we also introduced a lot of skill-building programs, as one of the academy calls, Career Skills, which was uh, 100% subsidiary of uh, current academy, and career skills was uh, parallelly focused on non-financial market skill building courses as well. So till 2014, we were doing pretty nice uh, focus only on East India, and then we thought that we should expand to other part of India because the philosophy of practical oriented training which we are carrying, it it is applicable to all parts of our country. Then we started thinking that whether we should have branch or we should have physical network or can we think of going virtual to other part of our country. So, 2015, we we worked extremely hard to develop this learning management system called alienmarkets.com which is now taking us to other part of country and not just country, actually other part of globe mm-hmm. as well. So, if you see, we may be physically present in East India. Our classroom exercise may be restricted to East India because of obvious reasons that we are here. But actually, we serve every... Uh, every uh, we serve participants from each state these days. So, the, if you see the alumni network with, which Credit Academy has, wide Elon Markets, that covers every state. And we have people who, have, who are taking classes from Dubai, from korea we have someone who recently joined classes from chicago so digital has helped us in building our distribution network we may we are actually present only in east india and that is by choice not by compulsion
0: i see uh, so e- elon markets kind of started in east india as a physical company or a physical finite with the purpose of training um training financial markets to the uh, to the physical society and physical schools um did you have any concerns about like the business model at that point of time and how were your courses distributed
1: okay so actually credent academy was started as an offline classroom center and it is still the offline classroom center here elon markets was started as a marketplace which will host various financial market courses. And Crane Academy is one of the course provider for e Markets. Apart from Crane Academy, there are other course providers as well. So what we did is, we created this fantastic learning management system, which has a lot of interactive learning tools, games, Mm -hmm. good uh, robust testing engine. And we went to various people all around the country who have expertise of finance and we told them that since you have expertise and experience, why don't you convert that expertise and experience in a form of a course and we will host that course in Elan Markets. So essentially that organization Elan Markets is a marketplace where Crane Academy is also a service provider apart from exchanges, apart from other individuals who have experience of market and who have created courses for us.
0: Amazing. Um, I I love the story. Uh, I need to admit that. Okay. Uh, so could you lay out the uh the skeleton of what all things were necessary for getting this idea to fruition about ElonMarkets.com?
1: Okay. So the first thing was we were fortunate that we had a captive resource provider available. See what happens if you start, especially on the dot-com side or if on the technology side, and also if you see physically on uh, things like retail mall, you always need an anchor shop, right? Mm-hmm. You always need mm-hmm. a captive shop. So fortunately for Elon markets, we were having Credit Academy as a captive service provider available. So it becomes much more easier for us to host our courses faster and much more effectively because things were under our control. And then we used that pedigree of Grant academy of eight years and whenever we used to go to any institution for some kind of a collaboration like National Stock Exchange collaboration or M6 collaboration, we told them that we are there in financial education for last eight years. So maybe Elon Marquez was there for only six months, but the pedigree of eight years, was backing us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the critical mm-hmm. thing is any entrepreneur who wants to start something as simple as elearn markets or a simple eLearning.com venture, they need to have an anchor investor who has relevant experience, content or resources available so that the process of implementing this stuff on the digital world will become much faster. Rather than you know reinventing the wheel and looking out for the zero setup.
0: Okay, um, l- let me to uh, let me try and understand that a little bit better. So, if suppose I want to create a marketplace for financial courses today, are you saying that I need to have someone who is funding that? Um, with an expertise in, in that particular domain? Or are you saying that I need to have a programmer who knows how to take the knowledge from different people and convert it as courses and place it on a website?
1: So specifically, if you talk, programmer would create a good learning management system,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. which is a back end. Mm-hmm. But the product will be the courses, the quality of the courses. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, yeah. courses will it's better to have someone who will be a strategic investor and who has offline experience of running the courses. If you are thinking of starting your own courses from a zero base and creating, reinventing the wheel, it will take longer time than someone who already has done it in offline environment.
0: I see what you mean. Okay, amazing. Um, That's a great learning. So if you're already a teacher, you can become an e-teacher, online teacher, correct?
1: That's right. Or suppose if you are only targeting to create a technology enterprise where you are not hosting any content, better take some teacher who has pretty nice content with him as one of the strategic investor in this venture, because then he will become the lead anchor and an anchor helps you to generate cash flow faster. Otherwise, you, you your burn rate will be extremely high. And after six months, you will start feeling dissoluted.
0: Amazing. I, I think that's such an amazing takeaway. Such an amazing, I cannot agree more. Pair up with an anchor who already has experience selling the course and not only you get the expertise or the content from that person, but you also get the target being driven to your platform um uh, and the tar- the audience that are actually following that particular uh, person will come directly naturally to your platform and then might discover more courses
1: exactly you got it
0: okay great so um what was the composition of your team when you started out uh elon markets
1: so we uh, as i said that we had this offline academy up and running so we had this ceo vinith Uh, who is a chartered accountant and uh, he's an MBA from IIM Indore, three years junior to me. So he was already running the financial education show and he was someone who had sheer passion for technology as well. So apart from that, we had the content team, the knowledge team and the course coordination team. So, but we didn't have the technology team. So the challenge with us that time was we were thinking whether we should develop our own team or we can outsource the technology work to some other enterprise. Now, what we decided is that because we are thinking of creating a tech product, we cannot outsource the technology team. Because my, if my core is tech, my team has to be there for that tech, right? I can't outsource it to a vendor. So we then started recruiting technology people and from the whole business idea generation to technology development was done by the existing academy team and with the new tech team which was recruited. It took us almost a year to develop a robust learning management system and that is still getting evolved. But because now we have a full-time tech team and a tech lead, we are able to, you know, scale up things much faster and smoother rather than getting dependent on some vendor
0: how did you find the tech team
1: that's a billion dollar question (laughs) so I work a lot on reference and I won't mind showing my desperation to people as well okay and I try to create I try to create a, a healthy branding for myself so that you know people know more about me because all these guys there are some people who just come and work for you for some money right and those people, you know, the resume of those people will always be there in Okri.com. But there are some people who want to work with other person who would add value to their career. Now, I am always active on interaction with my team, counselling them, involved in their personal life as well, so that they don't face trouble. And if they're so comfortable working in this organization would touch, that they inevitably refer other people. So, for me, reference is the only way to recruit. But unfortunately, after you build an organization with 300 people and you want to scale it it up to 500, reference may not be the only way. So, you will have to rely on other sources like placement consultants and notary.coms of the world. But then still, I prefer reference more than anything else. Okay. And to build reference, I make sure that my internal feedback givers, my internal team, who are my, my client essentially. So all my employees are essentially my clients. So I make sure that they are comfortable with me.
0: I think that's such an important perspective to have for any entrepreneur. All your, um, all your employees are your clients. Uh, that's such a great learning. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about the uh, development stage of the platform. Uh, how did it develop on evolve on the front end and the back end? When did you decide to like start hosting courses on it? And was after a certain point of time after it was developed, did you have to spend time on developing the courses, or were they ready beforehand?
1: Okay. So the courses were ready, as I said. Uh, uh, in two thousand and fourteen, we thought that we can add value to our existing classroom students by giving them recorded courses as well. So whatever learning they used to have on classroom, we thought they will get all those chapters recorded by a third-party lecturer so that if at all any concept is not clear in the classroom, they have a backup and they can learn that concept from that video of that lecturer. So we identified a person who was doing PhD in some business school in London So, he was there in Calcutta for some time. Uh, We requested him that if he can record the courses. So, exactly whatever we were teaching the students offline, we got it recorded by him. And we thought that we'll keep it an intranet uh, uh, video available to our students. It's more was a value addition to the existing offline students. But as the output of that video came in, and we saw that students got more excited by uh, and they wanted to learn by watching those videos more than attending the offline classes, we realized that the tendency or the acceptance of online education as is now changing in India, and people won't mind just watching a video or learning online and not spending a lot of time on traveling from one place to other just to attend the classes. So, this whole Evolution happened in a period of, say, five, six months in 2014 and that gave us a, a tickle of an idea that why don't we convert these videos into a learning management system and launch an online business. And that's how the idea of Elon Markets came into picture.
0: Amazing. I have two key takeaways for all the fellow rock stars over here. One is the online course business can take off. You have already validated the market. In 2014, you saw that there was a demand for it and you pivoted in accordingly uh, and created eLearn Markets. And the second thing is that that was your aha moment. You already did a validation of the market. That's how you got and that's how Elon Markets evolved. Is there anything else you would like to add to it, Vivek? Yes.
1: No, Maybe just that point that I was fortunate that we had this captive organization there, which was developing content for us and we were able to do the uh, concept testing there. And if some entrepreneur really wants to, so that's how, that's why I'm trying to suggest that if any entrepreneur wants to get into e-learning, it is not a bad idea to get an offline anchor who will test your technology, who will test your content and give you a framework to expand.
0: All right. Amazing. Uh, that's, That's a great takeaway. And also a biggest takeaway was uh, another big takeaway was that you actually pivoted when you saw that there was a need for it, you pivoted your business model. Okay, great. Um, so let's talk about the course development itself. Um, are they mostly videos, audio files, or uh, how is the course delivered to the end customer?
1: Oh, we are doing something very, very exciting and interesting. So. The primitive way of e-learning is recorded videos, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, it doesn't excite people anymore because people have generally become restless. The, what we have realized empirically that the average video length cannot be more than seven minutes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. the attention span on each video is not more than three minutes. Right. Right. So you know, because of too much of social media, too much of activity online, etc., etc., uh, as a as a uh, our intellect has become kind of very restless. Mm-hmm. So how do we solve this problem? Because in a classroom environment, if you are there in front of a teacher for two hours, you just have to sit. You can't you can't do anything, right? But in an online, getting attention span of someone for more than ten minutes is a big challenge. So, what we did then, we introduced a lot of interactive learning tools as part of the content delivery. So, what we are doing is, there are videos and the videos are very, very uh, very uh, engaging videos mm-hmm. where a teacher mm-hmm. is making uh, uh, kind of feedback-oriented uh, delivery. For example, using things like, okay, did you understand? Or oh, now you have to go this way. So, make it more interactive and, believe, and make the other person believe that the teacher is actually talking to -to one-to-one. Apart from that, immediately after the video, there is interactive learning too. There are games which are related to the concept, which validates the concept understanding and take the student to the next concept only when the first concept is well understood and practiced in that interactive learning environment.
0: Interesting. So, So it's
1: it's more of gamification of learning, if I can use a simple term for that.
0: Absolutely. That's such an amazing concept. Uh, But I have to ask at this point, how uh, once you came up with this idea, Okay, this is what I want to implement, was this something that was dependent on the person who created the video or was that something that you brought in your special team to help that accomplish?
1: So our classroom uh, training, the biggest advantage and why we are so famous is because we had a lot of practical oriented training as part of the learning. So, my motto was very simple that exactly the way we are imparting training in classroom, where a lot of hands-on practical stuffs are used to train that person, I need to replicate exactly the same thing in online. So, the team started thinking about how do I add practical in middle of a video or in middle of a class. So, that's how the interactive learning or interactive learning tools came into uh, limelight and we started developing various tools for various topics.
0: All right. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, Switching gears a little bit is anyone allowed to create and submit content to your website? If not, then how do you specifically find people or invite them to create content?
1: (laughs) So we have a dedicated team, which is on roads, identifying good people who can be collaborated, uh, who can collaborate with us. And they, they bring them on board by either taking their existing recorded videos, which are up to our standard, or taking the recording team and getting the stuffs recorded then and there, in front. Uh, apart from that, there are some guys who are already there with content on YouTube, free content. Mm-hmm. So we try to connect with them that since you already have a free content there, and you won't mind sharing that free content with us. So let's do that to start off with, and then we can kind of create some advanced content based on the response of our users.
0: Amazing. So you're using YouTube, uh, to generate leads for your learning management system. Great. Okay. So how do you decide on the price point of the content and is that something that you decide, or is that something that the content generator decides?
1: Uh, that's mutual. But uh, most of the time, eventually it lands up to us because the content creator would eventually say that whatever price it, it sells, just sell it at that price. Because the content owner will always try to price himself pretty high.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: But we as marketing, we are seeing the, uh, the need in the market. Uh, so typically all the content creators trust us and they will allow us to price it according to our estimates.
0: And how do you decide the price point?
1: Uh, uh, we we so we a we see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so peer mm-hmm. group and competitor analysis is must. B we do our primary surveys, and uh, uh, we go and talk to people and try to find out their comfort level for the price. And obviously we have a cost of delivery, so we will price cost plus whatever operating margin we have to make because there's a cost associated with running the business. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So Mm -hmm. essentially it's a mix of what other people are doing and what we perceive people would be willing to pay by taking some primary research from them.
0: Okay. Uh, Would you be comfortable sharing how much percentage you charge for content creators?
1: So it's a hundred percent revenue sharing. So content creators will give their content, we will host that content on website, any sales, which happens, we share 50, 50 revenue with them.
0: Okay. That's amazing. All right. Um, also, how do you do quality checks on the content? Is that something like you have a QC check person or what happens if the quality of the content from the content generator does not turn out to be as you expected.
1: No. Okay. So we have a QC team. Uh, so the content creator gives us video, on uh, as on basis, like when, as and when he creates a video, he forwards us and then we will give a feedback, then the correction will be done. So the whole process of uh, introducing a content after the first interaction is done, it may take around say 45, 40 to 45 days with extremely high level of due diligence in the in the quality of the content.
0: Okay. Amazing. Um, And also somewhere I read that you mentioned that you generate around nine to 10 videos of YouTube every day for getting, using them as your leads to attract customers. How do you generate so much content?
1: So we have a dedicated knowledge team. So our knowledge team has two category of team members. One is a FI team, which is financial inclusion team. Their mandate is to develop contents, which will explain the basics of finance to everyone and on a regular basis. For example, what is a CFA qualification? What is equity? What do you mean by, and those will also be in regional languages. So content in Bengali, content in Gujarati, all these are important to make people understand about market. So that's my FI team doing. And then we have another team called MIT, which is market intelligence team which is tracking the market throughout the day and giving important snippets to the users. And in the end of the day, they are trying to generate ideas related to market and sharing those ideas with people. Because market is such an exciting uh, exciting thing and it is ever dynamic. Mm -hmm. You get a lot Mm -hmm. of content which is available on a real-time basis, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easier for us to develop dynamic contents which are related to market.
0: So is this costing you uh, or is there like an ROI on this lead generation stuff? Or are you leveraging that content to, are you monetizing that content that you're putting out on YouTube or is it just purely for lead generation purposes? It's
1: purely for lead generation and value addition to the existing students.
0: I see. Okay.
1: So ultimately someone who has joined the program, he also wants to know what's happening to the market today.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, We are running out of time, so uh, let me quickly add uh, that you have certification obtained from National Stock Exchange of India, right? And how did you get that if you were to quickly uh, talk about that a little bit?
1: So National Stock Exchange of India is the most important brand and most important institution in India. They are the market leaders with almost 99% market share in derivatives and or 95% market share in derivatives and almost 70%, 70, 75% market share in cash market. So making them convinced to launch a program together is was definitely an exercise. We have been kind of associated with them, interacting with them since we started the Classroom Based Academy because we were one of the trainers to various members of the exchange. We were used to, we were, some of our guys who were students, they got recruited in National Social Exchange. So on and off, we were in touch with them. And because we had almost eight years of pedigree and very strong team, NSC thought that we are definitely doing something which they want to do, which is taking the financial market learning through online route. And it became slightly easier for us to crack that code because no one was doing that for them. And today, when we have done it, we have done it pretty nicely. In fact, in the, in the span of one year, which we concluded in the month of August, we have trained almost 1,000 people on NSC certified programs.
0: Amazing. Okay. All right. Amazing. Uh, so Vivek, what are the kind of courses that will be beneficial for entrepreneurs on your platform? Uh, You know what, let me make this interesting. Can you share one of the common financial mistakes that most of the entrepreneurs make and which course should they buy from your website to learn how to avoid that mistake?
1: Okay. So, the common mistake which an entrepreneur would make is making unreasonable estimates of their business. So, when we make an Excel sheet and try to project the financial performance or expected financial performance of the business. As an entrepreneur, you will always be biased, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And you will like to and more because your life is at stake, right? Literally.
0: Absolutely.
1: The most critical thing for any entrepreneur, budding entrepreneur is to understand how to make a financial model for their business. And we have a very, very good program on financial model uh, which is actually a program which was recorded by an entrepreneur and that program will kind of give a you know a step by step understanding of what are the various ways you should estimate the financials of your company because we have seen inevitably entrepreneurs are good in business but they are extremely poor in estimating those businesses as a financial model. So one can look at that financial model program which we have. Apart from that, there is a very basic program called Finance for Non-Finance Managers, which introduces people to various aspects of finance related to business. So, one can look at those programs as well.
0: So, what was the first program you mentioned?
1: First was a program on financial modeling. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to check the exact name of the program or you can just if someone goes to our website elanmarkets.com and search for a financial modeling program you will get that program that program will help you to use excel not as an engineer as a technocrat but use excel as a finance professional to estimate your businesses and the second is the finance for a non finance manager
0: right is this a, <coughs> uh if I'm looking at the correct one, is that the financial management, a complete study by CA Raja
1: No, um, I'm talking about the NSC Academy certified program.
0: Ah, I see. So that,
1: yeah, on that section you see, uh, okay, let me, let, let, let us go to NSC Academy certified courses. And there you will see one program called finance for non-finance people. Mm-hmm. And one program called NSC Academy Certified Equity Valuation and Financial Modeling.
0: Ah, I see it now. Okay. All right. I will have so for those.
1: It will make a lot of sense.
0: Okay. Amazing. I will have those courses linked out for the filler rock stars who are listening to this right now. Um, okay. So, um, uh, is there anything else that we should have asked you Vivek that we did not?
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> I think we had pretty good, healthy discussion, and um, I you I think overall you have pretty much covered all my uh, career and business oriented working. Um, maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I think uh, n- nothing else. I think you have pretty much covered my overall working, and the fact that I'm too much passionate about financial markets and India is ex- is grossly underserved let me share with you some important statistics Absolutely. and i am sure you will now you know uh, there are 1 billion bank accounts in india mm-hmm. and jan-, jan-, jan dhan yojana which is the one of the pet project of the current government it was launched almost 2 years ago and in this jan dhan yojana itself 22 crores bank accounts were open okay mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know the number of DMAT account in our country is only two crores. Hmm. So we have two billion bank account and we have only two crore DMAT account in our country. Hmm. And we have only 45 lakhs active broking account in our country. Active broking account means people trade once in six months and only 4 lakh people yes you heard it right only 4 lakh people trade once in a mu- once in a m-
0: once in a sorry could you repeat that
1: once in a month okay I mean, at least they trade in a month basically only 4 lakh so essentially active active broking account is only 4 lakhs in our country okay. such a huge population so much de- uh, so much potential to increase the financial density in our country that 4 lakh people is too less as our per capita income goes up, our disposable income goes up, the real interest rate in our country goes down. The propensity of participating in financial markets by a new generation will definitely go up because if you don't invest properly, if you don't track your investments properly, your money is sleeping and the newer generation is realizing the importance of understanding financial market. So we are here, sitting on a huge opportunity. And my organization is focused on creating that whole ecosystem to capitalize that opportunity.
0: Amazing. Uh, Fellow rock stars, you can hear the passion and you can feel the passion through Vivek's voice. And if you're not investing, you are losing on your capital money. So go and start investing. Take the courses if you need to educate yourself financially and take some action on that today. Okay, uh, Vivek, we'll close the interview with the parting piece of advice you have for fellow rock stars and the best way to get in touch with you.
1: Okay, so the parting advice to the rock stars, which I'm presuming that they want to be entrepreneurs, is to find out the right person who can help you in this exercise. It's not an easy world to be just an entrepreneur. No one really talks to you about the, the negativities of being an entrepreneur. So please find out a good mentor first before you get into this. Second is, if you want to be in touch with me, I can be your mentor for FinTech, for EduTech, I'll be more than keen to partner with you or to guide you in any form. You can send me an email at vivek I'm most active on my email than any other media. So kindly do use that. And in case any help I can impart, I will be glad and honored.
0: All right. Amazing. Rockstars, as Mahatma Gandhi once said, people often become what they believe themselves to be. And that's what every great entrepreneur starts with, a belief. Keep believing in yourself and I hope to see you soon. Till then, keep rocking.